0: Listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource.
1: It used to feel like real estate investing was a man's world, but a lot has changed over the last decade, and I've personally seen it evolve where real estate events would have one or two women in the room, and now I would say it's closer to 50 50. I'm Kathy Fetke, and welcome to The Real Well Show. Today's guest is an example of one of those amazing women with an incredible real estate success story. Monique Holmes started with the purchase of a home and progressed from there. She abandoned her career as an attorney and now has more than 14 years experience as a real estate investor, syndicator, and developer. She and her husband, Peter, own more than 1,300 rental units in six states. That includes some commercial properties that she says are pandemic-proof. Monique is also the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, and she's a best-selling author, podcast host, real estate strategy mentor, interior designer, and world traveler, and most importantly, the mother of three. Monique, welcome to The Real Wealth Show. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you here because I think you have a really inspirational story, and boy, these days we can use some inspiration, don't you think? Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes,'re <laughs> talking about that before we start rolling. We
1: need like yeah, we need quadruple do doses of it. Let's see we've got what three more three more months of this and then a whole new year, yeah, yeah. it will all be better. but let's let's just um, go back to how you started in real estate. How did you, your journey begin? My
0: journey began very much by accident. I knew nothing about real estate investing. I'd never been taught about real estate investing. All I'd been taught growing up was that you should go to college and then grad school and become a doctor, lawyer, professor, or engineer. Like, that was it. Get a good job. The only thing I was ever taught was buy a house. You know, that's the only real estate advice I got. Buy a home and you know, you put some money in a 401k, you work till you're 65, 70, you get a gold watch, you die play golf, you die. That's, that's the path. Uh, and so in 2005, I went to go buy that house. I was working as an attorney and I... So you did at least follow the rules. And you- I did. I totally followed the rules. That was very dutiful. And I was like, I was a, I was a good girl, good student. I went to college. I went to law school. I was working in a big law firm, partnership track. Completely, completely miserable. But oh. I followed the rules. Okay. I, you know, I hated my life. I, I think at one point I ended up in um, the ER and when the doctor told me that my appendix had ruptured they don't know what causes it I'm sure it was stress from the job and so my appendix ruptured the doctor told me that I would have several days in the hospital I was in the hospital for nine days and he said I'd have at least 30 days afterwards to recover my first thought when he told me that was oh thank god I don't have to go to work for at least 30 days and then my next thought was yeah I was like wow I did not realize, I didn't realize how unhappy and miserable I was until that. You were happier being sick than working. (laughs) I was, it was like, oh my gosh, I have at least 30 days away from (laughs) hell.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um,
0: That's how I don't think you're alone in
1: that. No, I, I, my sister said the same thing when, uh, when she found out she had an illness, she's like, oh, I I get to know. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. That's enlightening. So, so then what?
0: So. I went to buy a house and I live in Los Angeles. You're you're here too. You know how expensive it is. Even back in 2005, a starter home in a semi-decent neighborhood was upwards of $600,000, $700,000. And I couldn't afford that by myself. And a friend of mine who was in a similar boat suggested that we buy a duplex together. The original idea was we'd buy a property with two equal sides. But we ended up finding this beautiful old craftsman that had a larger unit in the the bottom level a two-bedroom unit up top a converted garage that was another one bedroom and then so we each took a bedroom in the larger unit rented out the upstairs rented out the back house we even rented out our basement and we were house hacking before I knew that was a thing
1: (laughs) yeah that's how I got started oh
0: wonderful okay I was like this is so great (laughs) and tax benefits this is awesome using Craigslist like like we were did I use Craigslist? So the first the first few, we actually knew them. So we just sent out emails to our our friend circle yeah. and um, filled up our house that way. And eventually we we got into Craigslist. But the first at first we were kind of like this commune type place. Yeah. With all our friends there and who were, who were renting from us. It was awesome.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So this so then you sold it or what did you do with that?
0: Well, actually, we still own it. And then wow. we, I, when my, I met my husband, he had a duplex, and we got a single family rental together. And after the market crashed, um, we started flipping houses when houses were on sale. It, was a, um, it sounds like that was all so intentional, but it was, I actually got. Um, I got fired right before in two thousand eight, before I was the market ask crashed. You what happened to the job? Okay, <laughs> so uh, you know, I I'd, I'd gone to different places in law. I left that the the job that was killing me with the appendicitis, and I and I went to another big firm. Then I went to a little firm. And I was at this little firm working very hard, and I was pregnant. And a week after I told my boss I was pregnant, I was five and a half months pregnant, and I just popped out. He called me into his office. I thought I was going to get a bonus because i have been working so hard, and instead he fired me, which was like – Shocker. Uh, shocker. And I was like, can you do that? I'm so – I just told you I'm pregnant. Anyway, oh, so oh, <laughs> he, um, I got fired, which was not welcome news, but it was a blessing in disguise. Hmm. And because I probably would have stayed, even though I really didn't like it and I was pretty miserable. But I would have stayed because I was – the main breadwinner and then there was another mouth to feed and so he did me a he, he did me a favor i didn't feel like that way at the beginning but but at the end, now i'm happy uh, so i decided because i was so pregnant that i would wait until after i gave birth and i had a short maternity period before i went to find another job and then my daughter was born in late august of 2008 so within a month the economy's in freefall mm-hmm. and um, within two months after that, my, my husband, Peter, he was, he had a graphic design business at the time. His business was down 90%. So we, oh. it was a really challenging time, yeah. but luckily we had a little bit of real estate that helped keep a roof over our heads. We did have, we did do a short sale. We did, and we sold one of the properties and with profits from that one, we started to flip. Uh, partly because that's all I knew to do, <laughs> like renting and flipping from those HGTV shows. I was like, that looks, I'm sure we could do that. That looks fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we started to flip and we did that until 2000 or 2015 when um, it was not, they were not so on sale and it was a lot more challenging. And then I learned about syndication.
1: All right. Yeah. Okay. So. When you start, when you bought that first house and, um, you know, the house hacking, what did you have to overcome in order to, you know, take that leap? Like, was it scary for you or did it, was it natural? It wasn't scary, I think, because
0: it was. I had, we, it wasn't so thought out, <laughs> I felt like it just sort of fell into it, yeah. we were looking around for a house that was, you know, that had the two equal signs, and we found this house and went, oh, we really like this one, mm. and, and then we ended up, you know, we were going back and forth, do you take the smaller upstairs, do I take the smaller, <laughs> let's just each take a bedroom, oh, we can rent it out, oh, let's do that, right, <laughs> so, so <smart. laughs> I love what you're saying, is that, you,
1: you know, in some ways you don't have to overthink it, but what you yeah. did do, was uh, take action yes. and so i would say for anyone who is just looking at owning property in that first piece of property and it seems like a really big and scary step um, to just take a step just take a step and that might be meeting with a lender and understanding what that process is like because that can seem confusing when you meet with a lender and they kind of break it down for you and show you what your payment's going to be and what your down payment needs to be and in some cases it's very small. If it's three uh, percent, sometimes even less. Uh, you know, that's for that's step one. Is you know, can I even do it? Can I even qualify for a loan? Um, and, and then step two, you, you started looking. I mean, that's how my twenty-four year old daughter got her first property, and now she's got a rental, and and she's cash flowing a thousand dollars a month. It's incredible. Uh, but she, you know, the scariest thing was meeting with the lender. She left that going, well, that wasn't that bad. And in fact, my payments less than what I'm paying in rent, which is amazing in California, but rent, but uh, interest rates are so low that, you know, people might find that's, that's true for them. So then um, let's see. So you got into syndication and what, what are you syndicating?
0: So we are syndicating right now, mostly multifamily and then industrial.
1: Industrial, okay. And for anyone new to that term, syndication means that you raise money from investors, but you manage the assets. So, um, at some point, you kind of run out of money, right? Um, the, we can only buy so many deals. Most of us don't have unlimited funds. So, I remember, and i said this on past podcasts, that when I had a you know a mentor early on, and I sat with him and said, "Okay, we've got this much money, and we can buy this much property." But then what, you know, how do we get to this goal? And he kind of, you know, smiled and said, well, that's when you become a real investor when you don't have money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so being able to raise money from other investors, but generally you have to have experience first which you did. So industrial, tell me more about that. Sure. Um,
0: so the end, industri- I also want to say that the syndication allowed us to do more, not just, it allowed us to invest because we were, at this point, self-employed. I had we had money in the bank to buy. We were buying our houses outright when we were flipping, so we had cash. But our tax returns looked so low mm. <laughs> that you know we couldn't. I couldn't refinance my own house, but I could do a ten million dollar loan <laughs> for a syndication, right? So it was you know in certain ways it, it just allowed me. To go a, a lot bigger, there was a lot more ease in it for me than there was even just doing like the residential and the smaller in my own name. So that's that's a big reason why I got into it in the first place, just because we were really stuck. Uh, but then also, uh, so with regards to industrial that you asked me about, mostly what we're doing right now is we are doing this type of property, a uh, type of deal called a sale leaseback. So there'll be a company that has a property, the a facility that they need to get equity out of so we've done um so far this year we've done two of them one was a frozen pie manufacturing company a uh, frozen pie company so they white label frozen pies so there was a cold cold storage place facility that they built and they wanted to get the equity out and they couldn't um they couldn't refinance and get out what they needed. So they're selling it and then they lease it right back to us. Yeah. And they become our tenants. And now they're our tenants. We have a 20 year lease built in increases, uh, rent increases, triple net lease. And the, the play is in three to five years, we sell it to an institutional buyer. who They love these deals because you have a steady tenant with several years of um, rent history. Yeah. And then they yeah with with still fifteen to seventeen years left on a lease. Yeah. And great. those are those are great, great little deals. Very similar to um very similar returns to multifamilies. Interesting. Um, Plus you yeah.
1: but but maybe you get a free pie to go with it. I, I <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
0: Again. now we have what organic baby food. Um, oh. One in uh, in Fresno as well. <laughs>
1: oh that's wonderful. Brilliant.
0: Yeah yeah, they're great. They're great little um, they're great deals because they're they're and they're companies that we know are doing supremely well even now because yeah um still, you're
1: sitting home eating pie. I mean I know <laughs> I did all last week. <laughs> oh, Ro-
0: frozen be. foods are are flying off the shelves. So. Yeah. <laughs> and so there are more babies
1: talk now, that, so. let's talk about what a triple net lease is and what kind of return yeah. you can get from it. Because it's a bit of a safer investment and generally long term leases with triple net lease, you, you it's a yeah. lower return because it's safe. But is that the case? I mean, what can people expect? First, what is it? And what kind of return can people? Yeah, expect?
0: so triple net leases are great. Because in addition to paying rent, the tenant also pays the uh, property taxes, they pay insurance, and they pay all of their maintenance. So they're basically paying everything with the exception of any debt service um, that the debt service is on us. That's our debt that we put, take on for buying it. But other, other than that, they pay everything. So that's really nice. There aren't any surprises. <laughs> so if there's a, okay. uh, something happens, you know, they're going to, they're going to take care of it. So they're, and they're very long-term leases. These, these types of commercial tenants, they will be there, um, for as, pretty much as long as the company's there. And in fact, with these particular deals, these companies had built those facilities just for them, just for them. So they're exactly what they need. They don't want to go anywhere. So unless their company's going out of business, they're not leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's a very, very steady, steady investment. And you might think that because it's so steady, it's going to be a very low return. But for our investors... They're getting 8 to 10% cash on cash returns. That's their yearly cash flow. And then by the time we sell, um, the returns are the total cumulative annualized returns in the high teens, maybe up to like
1: 20, 21%. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And then um, now we met on the Real Estate Guys Cruise, and it was so fun to meet you. And um, at the time, I, I think I was one. Maybe even the only woman on on the stage. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but it, it I think so. But it's the real estate guys, so we'll forgive them. <laughs> A lot of guys, real estate guys and gals. But <laughs> I think you know you took notice of you know why there's so many great female investors. Why aren't they out there? And uh, why don't people know who they are? And so you started an organization to help women. You know, really specifically to help. Women understand investing, uh, so tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so I started Real Estate Investor Goddesses in part because I would go to these events. I'd look around, and everyone's once in a while, I'd be lucky to see you on stage. <laughs> <And then laughs> otherwise, there were very, there were pretty much no women on stage, and there were very few women in the audience. Um, you know, we'd be lucky if it was ten percent, and and i'm sure you true i mean i
1: think it, yeah. when i started it was less
0: than that it was maybe 2% yeah yeah i remember the one, my first first event i went to and there were 120 people in the room i think there were eight women there but two of which are working in the back so it was, there were <laughs> or none there were so few and then i joined this high end real estate mastermind it was me and 19 men and there just there were no women and in between being a lawyer and doing what I do now, I I was, I was became a coach and I was coaching women around abundance, money. And so it was, I was already working with women around money and it came to me, I was on a hotel gym after one of these conferences, I was on the elliptical and it came as this divine download to start Real Estate Investor Goddesses and my mission to help 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate and not the how, I had no idea about the how. still figuring out the how I'm going to do that. But the what of it came like that. And I went, yes, like we, I need to bring women into this room because this is real estate investing is perfect for women. It is flexible. It's, It's perfect for having a family. It'll help, um, erase the, you know, the, the the mommy tax and the, you know, and the weight, the income gap and the wealth gap. And, and the, and it's just, and we're really good at it too. when we actually get into it. We tend to have better results even than men. And, but I, and I went home and I started Googling and I couldn't find anything really that was speaking to women about real estate. There have been more since I started. I'm really excited about that. But at the time it was, there was, uh, I remember there was one that's crew commercial real estate women. And I went, Oh, okay. Maybe this is for me. And I went there and there were all these women, but they were brokers or, um, vendors, they, you know, interior design. I was the only investor there. There, there were no, there was no other women investors. And I found one other group that helped women wholesale, but there was just, it was a very blue, wide open ocean. And I, And so I started this group to get women in and to inspire them, to show them that this is possible for them.
1: Yeah. And I'm just so thrilled. There's more and more groups doing this. And even at our events, I started to see, some wives start to attend with their husbands and, and then they would, you know, show up and dress up and and then they they would be wanting to sit together and discuss the financial plan. Whereas, you know, it's just, it's amazing to think that just when I started 20 years ago, well, no, it was really, I started doing loans about 17 years ago. And it was just, The men, it was, it was like somehow it was the husband's responsibility to manage the finances. And as much as women wanted to, maybe it, it, I don't know. It just wasn't the way I was raised. My mom wasn't involved in it either. That's a lot of pressure for men. It's much better to do it as a couple, right? Um, Generally, you know, there's one person who's more analytical and one person that's more like you were saying, you got to just jump in and you figure it out. Um, And, and together great things happen when you bring those two personalities together.
0: Yeah. It's great when you can do it as a couple. Yes. And there are also a lot of single women, divorced women, <laughs> never been right, married. Right. Right. No moms. And there's, you know, and I don't, I don't think that you need to let the man do it, obviously. Uh, but often there's no man and that's right. there. And, um, but,
1: you know. Yeah, that's right. You don't you want, want to be. <laughs> and still do it. I mean, yeah. just even my, my mother-in-law, you know, when, when uh my father-in-law passed she was like had had no idea what to do with the finances he hadn't you know really partnered in it with them so uh but yeah right I mean there's I think single women were one of the fastest growing um homeowners for a while so yeah well Monique I'm just thrilled at what you're doing and you've got a um, seminar coming up so we'll have the it's kind of a virtual usually do it live but of course everything's changed so it's virtual so we'll have the details in the show notes for that i'm excited to be participating again this year
0: uh, we love having you you're you're always a highlight of the, of the event
1: well thank you and uh i this is surf week man we've had incredible waves so i didn't have time to do my hair today <laughs> <laughs> i will be dressed up for your event um all right. Well, any last tips for our listeners? Things that you've learned over the years. How have I learned over the years? i the,
0: probably the, one of the most important things I've learned is the importance of having the right team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and because I've had the wrong team, it's yeah. not a good idea. Oh, uh... It's a it's very much a team sport. So really um, having the the best players and, and then the importance too of education, uh, it's because it's not what you don't know can hurt you, but also sometimes you don't even know what you're missing because you haven't learned about it. The more I've gotten educated, I go, oh my gosh, I could have invested this way. I could have done that. And, uh, you know, I, Uh, it was through these accidents that got, that I, I ended up here. And so I think it's awesome that you guys that are listening, you're learning from Kathy, who's so brilliant and brings, you know, great people here. I'm probably speaking to the the choir uh, in terms of getting (laughs) educated and and learning. But uh, for me, that's the education piece and making sure I have the right team that have been the most important to my success.
1: Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. Get educated, learn from those who have made mistakes so you don't have to. <laughs> I agree. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure watching you grow and, um, and, and do so much for women to, to bring them up and uh, be in control of, of their financial life.
0: Thank you. Thanks for paving the way.
1: Aw, appreciate that. <laughs> All right, well, I'll see you soon, hopefully. Yes, <laughs> i forward to it. Thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you want to learn how to be a savvy real estate investor, just go to realwealthshow.com where you'll get lots of online education for free. All you have to do is sign up as a member and membership is free. Again, that's Real Wealth Show. Com. I'm Kathy Fenke, and thanks so much for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show.